0: Everybody kind of, I feel like everyone's a hypocrite at some point, a little bit.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the K2 Podcast, and as always, I'm your host, Kevin Kirby, and uh, thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. Uh, it's August 24th, 7 p.m. Uh, so the clip you just saw there was actually uh, from uh, Campus Reform editor-in-chief Cabot Phillips, uh, who essentially was going around to college campuses, uh, or specifically in Washington, D.C., and was going around asking some of the college students about whether or not uh, they approved of some quotes from President Trump's most recent uh, State of the Union address. Uh, But the quotes weren't actually from President Trump. Uh, the quotes are that he's going to ask them uh, and get their opinion on were actually from Democratic presidential candidates like Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and uh, also Mike Bloomberg. So we're going to take a look at uh, that, um, but before we get into today's show, uh, I want to share something that I'm pretty excited about with you guys uh, that's um, – uh, they're also pretty cool, but uh, today, just in, I got the K2 Podcast mugs. I've been, I just got this one filled up and drinking out of it. I don't know if you guys can see that here. Matter of fact, let me get an empty one so I don't spill this here. But here's the K2 Podcast mug right here. Check that bad boy out. Um, these mugs were actually made by Tori Hoop, who is a founder of Hoop and Holler Designs. Uh, she makes custom tumblers, decals, shirts, and all of her products are handcrafted, excellent quality. I mean, I was thoroughly impressed with this particular mug. It was far more than I anticipated. Um, if you check this bad boy out, it comes with a nice lid, metal inside to keep it warm or cold. It clips, on, it clips in really nicely. Um, really excited to get these mugs and she did a fantastic job on this and anytime i can support um a local business i've always wanted to do that i think that's something that's important to me um, also, my stream lab seems to be acting up today, guys. It looks like there may be some drop frame. So if it looks like the stream is skipping or something like that, I apologize. Um, I'm working to get that fixed. But hopefully we can bear through and get to, through tonight's episode with that. Um, but moving on, if you like the uh, custom mugs or you want a custom T-shirt or any of that stuff, uh, reach out to Tori uh, at Hoop and Holler Designs. Uh, the link is actually in the description of the video. You can email her at torihoop at yahoo.com, or you can go to the Hoop Designs Facebook uh, Hoop and Holler Facebook page. Uh, that link is also in the description as well. Um, matter of fact, I, this mug doesn't even do it justice. I mean, she's got so many great video uh, uh, items. Take a look at this here. Look at, I don't know if you guys can see that, but here's some of the, the stuff that she's uh, put together. Um, and this doesn't even do it justice. If you go to her page and check out some of the stuff that she's created, I think you'll be thoroughly impressed. She's got great prices. I really think you'll uh, uh, benefit from uh, working with her. Great customer service. Um, so, anyhow, I'll put that back there for uh, aesthetics. Does that look pretty good back there? <laughs> anyhow, we're going to move on with uh, today's show. Um, so, we're going to hop right into it. Um, So we're going to play the first clip here uh, with this guy Cabot Phillips going to uh, college to kind of talk about exactly what he's got going on. So let's take a look at that. I'm Kevin
2: Phillips with Campus Reform. This week, President Trump is giving his fourth State of the Union address. I'm in Washington, D.C., getting college students' opinions on quotes from that address. But what they don't know is that all the quotes are actually from 2020 Democratic candidates for president. Will that change their minds? Let's find out. The White House released an early transcript of the State of the Union, gonna get your reaction to a few of the more controversial quotes. Talking to black voters, trying to win their support, saying, quote, the other side is going to put you all back in chains. Uh, what do you think of that one
0: that's inappropriate that should not be spoken like that
2: i mean i think that's just flat out racist no nah, that's pretty horrendous
0: we should get a new president probably we okay. shouldn't have like someone like that as like a role model for kids i don't think anyone is trying to do that
2: talking about north korea this administration's success will be judged on whether we can eliminate north korea's nuclear weapons and verify they're gone once and for all
3: well wow. Uh- That sounds very
0: threatening, um, as if we're going to be executing him completely. That it's warmongering and I also think that there's other things to focus on with North Korea than just nuclear weapons. I think it would be warmongering, but also it's just like a part of his rhetoric to like assert dominance and like assert American exceptionalism, things like that. So it doesn't really surprise me that he says something like that. Knowing him, he's very like irrational Mm and yeah. I'd say slightly inaccurate.
2: Next up talking about inner city violence and gun violence saying quote those kids think they're gonna get killed anyway because all their friends are getting killed. They just don't have any long-term focus or anything. It's a joke to have a gun, it's a joke to pull the trigger to them. Yeah, so I mean he's saying that because these are communities of people of color. It's just it's not even it's not even veiled racism, it's just racism.
0: That's flat out ridiculous and very just not appropriate language, I feel like.
3: Oh, oh, what?
0: (laughs) I think that's pretty um, unrealistic.
3: To kind of put all the blame for gun violence on those kids and not the people who are manufacturing them and the people who are selling them is
2: uh, an issue in and of itself.
1: All right. So we heard from those uh, folks there. I mean, according to that last guy, we're going to start blaming car manufacturers for people uh, killed in automobile accidents. Um, But I do agree that... You know, it's not fair to maybe place all the blame on the kids for gun violence. But I can say that we should probably attribute the blame to the parents of the children, maybe fellow members of the community or even city officials, though they're also to blame for some of this. Uh, you can even go as far as to say lack of youth programs and, and most importantly, the opportunities to learn about God today are also very scarce, um, but no, this guy decided he wanted to blame you know gun manufacturers well. And what's really interesting to me on this we even heard several of them say uh on joe biden's quote they're uh joe biden's quote was they're gonna put the other side is gonna put you back y'all back in chains and we heard one of the gentlemen say oh that's just flat out racist but how many of these students do you think you know are having uh have a biden kamala 2020 logo as their profile pick on social media um so Cabot here has got all their opinions you know, on the alleged quotes by President Trump, but we're going to see what happens when he reveals those quotes uh, from the Democratic candidates. So he's going to reveal that, hey, these quotes are from the Democratic candidates, and he kind of goes into detail on that. So we're going to take a look at this clip and see what happens and get their reaction on that.
2: All these quotes are actually 2020 Democratic candidates quotes.
0: Oh, I would believe you. (laughs) They are. Interesting. Is that surprising? Uh, mm, yeah.
2: These are actually all quotes from Democratic candidates in 2020. Oh,
0: interesting. What do you think of that? Um, I don't know.
2: What if I told you these are actually all quotes from Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and other Democrat candidates? Who said the, who said the, um, the chains one? Joe Biden. Joe Biden said that. Yeah.
0: I did not know that they said that.
3: The In Chains one, uh, it makes more sense in that context now. Um, and whoever said that, like, that is uh, concerning and not so. That Joe
2: Biden. With. Not shocking. Are you surprised by, that? by the quotes? Huh?
0: I think that um, everybody kind of. I feel like everyone's a hypocrite at some point, a little bit. We label, like, who has these thoughts, and, like, if you're a Democrat, you should think this way, and, like, if you're a Republican, you think a certain way. Um, But I think sometimes there are overlapping beliefs that we kind of overlook. But I think that initially I'm like, oh, he said it? Like, let me find something bad about it.
1: so there you go. So what's interesting to me about this video is they didn't seem too surprised, you know, when he reveals, "Hey, like these were this was actually Joe Biden or this was Mike Bloomberg." You know, they didn't seem too surprised. I mean, the first girl in the blue shirt was asked, you know, "What do you think about these quotes coming from democratic candidates?" And her response is, "I would believe you." But Do you think her opinion has changed, or do you think that, you know, she's not probably out there saying vote Biden twenty twenty, you know? I mean it's just interesting to see. I mean, you had that guy in the green jacket as well who uh said, you know, that the quote from Joe Biden, they're gonna put y'all back and change was concerning but not shocking. But that's the presidential candidate that the, the, the Democrats have put forward. You know, so it just some of the hypocrisy there is kind of interesting. I mean, a lot of what I think we just saw was like and I I hate to say this, but it's brainwashed youth just regurgitating the leftist talking points. I mean, without the bill, you know, they're doing it without the ability to think for themselves. You know, they didn't waste no time in giving their responses you know they came out flat out a flat out response about how they were against the quotes without even you know processing what they heard they didn't inquire they didn't take no time to really think about their answer it was just rapid fire no that's not gonna work those aren't no no good oh that's racist i mean didn't even i just fired off because they heard it was coming from president trump it was just rapid fire comments uh in opposition so it's good to see all the hard-earned money that these uh, parents and kids you know spend at school going to work there. But the liberal college campuses aren't the only ones to blame. I mean, listen, uh if you listen to that last guy, um we're going to listen to this last guy here and he's going to tell us how he's informed about his political decisions. So let's just take a look at this uh, other clip here. He's going to tell us how where he gets his political information from.
2: Sir. Twitter informs a lot of my political decisions. I mean, and Twitter informs a lot of my decisions period. Twitter is great. I love Twitter, but it's definitely radicalized me to the left a lot more than I think that I
1: would. So there you have it. So Twitter's where he, this guy stays informed. Those college dollars are hard at work. but it's just interesting to me that you don't see until that they were told. That they were – that the quotes actually came uh, – where the quotes actually came from, were they able to generate their own ideas about the quotes? A lot of them began to make more sense once they heard where they came from. They started to think about it a little bit more. You could see the wheels were turning. They tried to start generating their own ideas. I mean the one guy saying how he realized Twitter has influenced him to lean more left than he probably would without Twitter – and don't worry Twitter's never going to admit that but for that guy to say that a user of Twitter to come out and say that you know he believes he's been influenced I don't know I mean that's kind of an interesting take and it's it's took him to hear that these quotes weren't from Trump that you know that that for him to realize that I guess but you heard the other girl, uh, said that it's probably more beneficial to be accepting that someone says irrational things sometimes. Uh, and, and the other girl said earlier, she said, I go to a liberal school, uh, so maybe that's where the bias comes from. But they all began to kind of open their eyes a little bit once they heard where the quotes were coming from and they start to kind of analyze how maybe they could be influenced. Um, so I just thought that was an interesting video to play there. Uh, I I don't know, take it for what you will. Um, If you want to see this video uh, from Campus Reform, the link is down in the description. They got plenty of good uh, stuff, uh, videos like that, so you can always check them out. But we're going to move on because the hypocrisy doesn't stop there uh, with our college youth. Uh, The next story I'm going to tell you guys right now, it's a little bit more difficult to talk about, okay? um i'm gonna play this clip here that we're about to check out but i want to warn you it is graphic and it is difficult to watch but i think this is important for everybody to see um now before i want to before i play this clip i'll give you guys a little background and uh sorry if you hear that noise of trains going by we live kind of close to some railroad tracks but if you're not familiar with this uh next story um This is going to be talking about a guy named uh, Adam Hainer. Now, if you're not familiar with Adam's story, he made a late night trip to 7-Eleven to get a cold drink. And while he was at the store, he noticed a group of Black Lives Matter protesters or Antifa uh, attacking and robbing a trans woman, um, which is pretty shocking considering people in the LGBTQ community are – completely silent on this part of the story and it only kind of exposes uh the hypocrisy and it's just kind of mind-boggling to me because you know these are some of the same people that they claim to be fighting for which ultimately uh you know cost this guy uh his injuries um but And just to speak on this guy's injuries, I just want to point out that he goes on to say he got a concussion, broken ribs, two black eyes, which the doctors have actually told him that if it doesn't heal properly, his retina is going to detach. He also suffered multiple bruises and possible brain injuries. But nonetheless, you know, he sees this trans woman uh, at the 7-Eleven, decides to intervene into the situation to protect her, and then attempts to leave uh, with a woman who I believe is his wife. I'm not 100% clear on that, Um, but she drove in a separate vehicle apparently, and then that's where this video picks up. So we're going to take a look at this clip. Uh, Again, it is graphic, but I do want to play it for you guys. I think it's important to see. So let's take a look at this clip here, and uh, we'll... Take a see what you guys think about it. You're gonna fight for what? shit, bro. Chill the fuck out.
4: And then you really won't be able to
1: get out
3: of here. head. But stop. Yo, what are you doing? What? You, what? Are you, doing? you didn't do nothing. You didn't do nothing, bro. That's
1: That's That's she's already been assaulted and as you can see there she gets attacked again right i mean just from behind at that so they're they're attempting to exit the scene this is after the altercation of him stepping in um to help protect the trans woman they're attempting to leave the scene now they're being surrounded and pretty much making it virtually impossible to uh, get away from the scene. Uh, but we'll keep taking a look here and uh, see what we got. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: No, no. No, no.
1: I mean they're trying to you got some innocent bystanders who are trying to pull these folks off of her and they're still you know, they're still just going after. Her. She's not attacking them back, she's not even saying anything. It looks like she's just trying to protect herself and get out of harm's way. But we'll keep checking it out. his car he starts to pull forward the guy kicked his car he's honking his horn trying to you know make it known like hey get out the way i'm leaving the scene i'm getting out of here and rightfully so i mean you're surrounded by a lot of people i think it's probably smart to get out of there but we'll keep watching here as he tries to pull away So, uh, not to pause again, uh, but he <laughs> peels off down the road and i shouldn't laugh but it's it's kind of it's kind of comical but the fact that this guy peels off down the road and a lot of people are saying well how did he wreck his truck well come to find out he lost power steering in his truck apparently one of his power steering belts went and as he tried to take one of the turns as he because he was going too fast he wasn't able to turn the wheel hard enough because he lost power steering which led him to wreck which ultimately really cost them, but uh we'll we'll keep watching.
3: Hey stop doing shit dumb motherfuckers stop doing shit hey don't reach inside your truck Back up, bro, back up, back up. Hey, get- back sit up, bro, down. sit down, sit down. No. Sit the fuck
4: down. No. The fuck. No. The fuck. No.
1: So there's, the, I mean, they've already assaulted this guy. You know, told him to sit the F down, pushed him down to the ground. He's surrounded by multiple individuals. But we're going to keep watching. No. 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 They separated him from his vehicle too. He went. He was trying to get back into the car. They wouldn't let him back into the vehicle. They said, "No, nah, step away from your truck." And you know, now they're basically seizing this man's vehicle as if they're the police or something.
4: keys. keys. you not You your
3: yeah, hey, this the the is it's lost, oh, my nigga it's lost. It's not even good. Oh, Yeah, is you, nigga? I I'm an older guy. I'm this. Oh, I'm trying to get my
1: homie get
3: the fuck out of here. sitting down, So the cops come, nigga. So the cops come, nigga. fuck is your
5: Nigga, your know wife? She's right there.
1: Right here, Right there.
5: Right
1: there. So they're asking him where his wife is. But you know, and he's pointing out she's coming down the road because apparently they drove in separate vehicles. But it's interesting to see that a lot of these guys are dressed up in like – uh military uh outfit and like got uh what do you call it uh bulletproof vest on uh flashlights proposing uh, as the police essentially but these are the same ones that they're going out and you know saying that uh are acting crazy and they're they're uh a menace to society they're hurting citizens and they're going after you know they're, they're attacking uh individuals for no reason at all and then they're essentially uh, doing the exact same thing that they're accusing the police of doing just kind of funny to see the hypocrisy in that but we'll keep watching and it's also i just want to point out that they were saying where's your keys where's your keys trying to take this man's vehicle now i don't think they're going to drive off i think they're just trying to make sure he doesn't leave or escape but uh with the vehicle in that condition i don't think that's possible <laughs>
3: You know, she's trying to call me. I'm sorry. Is she at? I'm sorry, Where is she? She, Where is she, at? she tried to call me. She tried to call me. Can I answer
2: it? Answer the real thing, bro. Come on now. Yeah, I, Put know. Your shit up. I know. I you know. I ain't trying something?
3: to hurt no one down there. Hey. What you mean you're not trying to hurt nobody? Nigga, was you was. Trying was trying to just Shut the fuck, fuck up,
4: nigga. You yeah, was I fucking backing up the way, way, forward, way. It, oh, nigga. What yeah, yeah. the fuck is I you talking about? You're right here. Yo. Bitch,
1: fuck is you talking about? So he's saying, I'm not trying to hurt nobody. They've begun punching him. Well, the one gentleman right there with the fro begins punching him. He's got this. Bulletproof vest on and so on. Yo, no. hey, you about? Fuck is you talking people, about? You, you ain't trying to hurt no nobody, nigga. Fuck this no, nigga, not you, bro. No. Fuck
3: this no, nigga, no, bro. I ain't trying no, to hurt no nobody, no, nigga. nigga. Yeah,
4: so the fuck that, you a brother? I need the fuck out. You need to? Watch the fuck out, nigga. Fuck is you? Fuck is talking? You ain't trying to nigga. Fuck is you talking about, nigga? Watch out, chill. See? Chill, fuck is you? Chill, hey, chill, 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 fuck is you? Chill. Bitch, what fuck is boy, you talking chill, about,
3: nigga? Chill, chill. That's yeah. so me, nigga. nigga. No, yeah! 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 Hey, hey,
1: oh, oh, now I want to pause it. We're about to seize real graphic. Um, just want to on warn everybody. Oh,
4: so I, mean,
1: I, it is, I don't let him go through this door. That's all he has. So now they're going for China. Get out of here, you know. Of here. Maybe steals a belonging. I mean, they claim no, no, no. so, With that being said, I mean that that was pretty brutal. Um, that was pretty rough to see that uh, go down. Now, I saw a lot of tweets on Twitter going around saying things like this guy was a white supremacist racist, and uh, I've also t- seen tweets like uh, BLM wasn't even at this event. Nobody was – like this wasn't a Black Lives Matter uh, situation. Don't uh, tie us to it. I've seen all kinds of crazy tweets. You could probably find them for yourself. And in fact, a lot of them were deleted later on because I went back to check. But Tucker, Tucker Carlson uh, brought on one of the guys who was actually at this event um, He or at this uh, protest, which turned violent uh, for this guy. Uh, but anyway – Tucker brings on this guy. I believe his name's Drew Hernandez. Uh, Tucker Carlson brings him on. So let's look at here because we're going to get a first hand, uh, a guy who was at the scene, kind of give us a little bit of background and tell us what he he saw and what he thought was going on. So we're going to. Try- Drew Hernandez was there and shot the video that we showed you last night. He's the host of the YouTube show Lives Matter, and we're happy to have him on tonight. Drew, thanks so much for joining us.
5: Thank you for so having me, Tucker. G- give us context
1: for this. Uh, uh, that's the part that's missing in my mind. How did, how and why did they target this
5: guy? So this is a pretty, this deserves uh, context because uh, Black Lives Matter was holding a rally in front of the Justice Center this night, and the guest speaker was Letha Winston. And she had some pretty dangerous rhetoric. You covered it, I think, last night. The stuff she was saying, she was saying she believes that police should be electrocuted, uh, that they wish that, or she wished that police uh, would have been strangled by their umbilical cords when they were babies. She was saying that they're at war with America, and she did say very. Cl- so I. So
1: you're hearing, this was a, a Black Lives Matter event, uh or at least it started that way. And you hear this lady pumping up the crowd saying, you know, how police should be strangled by their umbilical cords as children. I mean, this is the stuff that we're facing, you know, as America. And, you know, I want to say something. And, you know, this may be a slightly controversial and it may get me some backlash. I think people who know me really know my true intentions and the type of person that I am. But I support Black Lives Matter as a statement. But not as some kind of organization, corporation, or an entity. Uh, I can't support it in that way. As a statement, certainly. Black lives do matter as a statement. You know what I mean? Just as every life matters. It's a statement. But as an organization, and you see the type of rhetoric some of these uh, event holders are pumping out, I can't get behind that. And I will not support that. And you know, it's just a tragedy to see. But we're going to keep watching the clip here from Tucker.
5: Clearly that she's ready to, by any means necessary, achieve uh, the mission and her goal of justice. So that was the rhetoric about maybe an hour before this took place. And it's pretty dangerous. And I think that we're starting to see that at these rallies, there's rhetoric that's influencing the actions of some pretty dangerous and violent people that are attending the Black Lives Matter rallies. I bet you 20 bucks that woman went to over and they're all from entitled backgrounds. So,
1: the guy who is accused by police or who police believe did this, Marques Love, do we know anything about him, why he did this?
5: Well, the way that it started was in front of the uh, Justice Center, in front of the courthouse, he was one of them. There was two other uh, Black Lives Matter advocates, protesters. They actually started to feel threatened by some other uh, white young man that they were claiming was filming them. Uh, So they started escorting him away from the Justice Center uh, in front of the 7-Eleven where you see all the videos. And when they started chasing that guy down, they actually assaulted him first and then a trans woman that defended him uh, got physically assaulted. They robbed her, took her stuff, took her backpack, and then they started beating and teeing off on her in front of 7-Eleven. So this
1: guy witnessed, you know, it's not some made-up story. You know, this guy witnessed him protecting a trans woman. These are the same people that try to convey through Twitter and all these public platforms that they're a group of inclusion and that we don't want, uh, you know, LGBT community is uh, um, targeted all the time. And they're out there attacking this group. I mean, it's just bizarre to me. But we'll keep watching.
5: And then finally, the man that we all see on the video getting kicked in the head, which, by the way, was recorded by Kalen Delmida, my f- good friend on Scriber News. That video that you guys see, that individual was actually defending the trans woman. And then their anger from the Black Lives Matter activists then turned on him. And what you see in the video is exactly what happened. A lot of people, uh, you know, hard left, hard left individuals. I would say Antifa and even radical Black Lives Matter militants. In- Portland right now are trying to take to Twitter and say that this guy was a white supremacist and he was there to run over black people. Total yeah. lie, fake news. These people are liars. That's not what took place. He was actually defending a trans woman, and they did what they did to him.
1: That's it's, what happened. It's just beyond. And, and I'm grateful that you were there and that you can clear this up firsthand. Drew Hernandez, thanks so
0: much. I hope you come back.
1: I uh, that the guy was there. I guess maybe to get context to the story. Um, but you you kind of see what's going on that the mainstream media typically doesn't cover with some of these events and the rhetoric that's being pushed um the the pure divide that's being created it's just it's terrible to see i mean it's it's one thing to have a difference of opinion, but when you start to get physical and attack people. That's a whole nother realm. But the next clip here, before we wrap this segment of the show up, because I don't want to drag this out too much longer, but this is probably the most important piece of this story because I want you guys to hear this guy's response after being attacked. And I don't know if you can see it there, but his eyes, I mean, he's looking straight raccoon. Um, But he's going to tell us a little bit about his version of the situation. We won't listen to the whole thing, but I want to point out something important here. Just listen to his response. Listen to his response. That's all I want to say. And we'll we'll talk about it. I feel all right. My ribs hurt when I breathe. What
3: provoked this? I mean, what could have done that? I think because I was trying to stand up for someone and I didn't know what was going on in that situation. I just seen something going on there and I tried to get in the middle of it. And it just directed the, the fire towards me. You know, their whole chaos came right at me instead of the person they were trying to name that but quite frankly i'm glad it came to me because if it was directed at the other person i don't think they would have withstood what
1: i went through so explain I mean, he, did you hear that he was he basically said you know you know what i don't have any ill will about the situation i'm glad that i was the guy who received it because that trans individual and he and i i'm saying trans individual but he went above and beyond and says you know this person you know he had referred to them as a person i mean this guy seems very nice and respectable far from the white supremacist that people on twitter and some of these uh other places were trying to make him out to be he doesn't come across that way at, at all um let's keep watching here uh and because i want to i want you to hear a little bit more from this guy
3: give me what you were trying to do outside of the Seven Eleven wasn't trying to do anything but get a drink but there was a confrontation going on there and I ended up in the middle of it mm-hmm. so what I was trying to do was in the confrontation but I was in over my head yeah and the videos um looks like you're sitting down you were just in a complete daze seen the oh good I'm no. <laughs> thankful I'm glad so you should never watch seen them. The
1: videos yet. I I them not to watch. Them.
3: how are you guys doing after all of this We have world news coming tomorrow. And then I think we're going to stop doing interviews. But about the investigation, how do you feel about that? They named this person.
1: Yeah. So, what do you think this guy's going to say? They said, oh, they named this person. So, they found out who did this to you. What are your thoughts about it? What do you hope happens to this guy? What do you think this guy's going to say? I mean, me personally, I'd say I hope he gets his ass whooped. I mean, and that's just me coming from a place of anger, you know. That's probably not the right response, but let's listen to what this guy has to say. Anything to say
4: about that? He feels different than I do.
1: Okay. I don't really care what happens
3: to him. I'm sure karma will take care of him in whatever way he needs to. If that has to come to the courts, then that's the way it will come. If not, then it'll happen in its own.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm not seeking vengeance. I just... I hope he learned something from what happened. I wasn't the enemy, I'll tell you that. I was just the guy standing there, and I was white, evidently.
5: So they the watch guy in
1: horror Sorry, as children to are to torn the from their families. Sorry about that. But, I mean, you heard that guy's response there talking about, you know, he doesn't wish him any ill will. Karma will get him. You know, he's saying that he—, he Justice will come in the form that it's supposed to. He said whether that's through the courts or through karma, whatever it may be, he believes it will all work out. So to hear that guy's kind of tone and um, rhetoric about the situation is kind of interesting to me. I mean it's just – he had a very mature stance on it regardless of what happened to him. So I just thought that was kind of interesting Take it for what you will. I will say it's kind of interesting. I should have included this part on the show, but the guy, Marquise Love, uh, was the guy, the offender, offend uh, offend, criminal's name, uh, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Anyhow, Marquise Love was actually out on social media begging for money, saying that, you know, hey, they're after me. I mean, I don't know where to go, what I'm going to do. There's a bunch of articles and like little clips he was posting on social media, certain videos about it and stuff like that. So I thought it was kind of funny that he's running and cowarding now that uh, the police and now that his uh, action have been made public um, and the backlash he's getting from this, you know, And rightfully so, um, but it's got him back into a corner. But we're going to move on to the next topic here. Um, And if you want to see that full interview that I just showed you, there's a whole entire interview with that guy, Adam, uh, on KATU News. Uh, The link is in the description. You guys can check that out. Um, But we're going to move on to a little bit more of the um, – national convention stuff we got the uh, dnc just wrapped up we got the rnc opening up this weekend but we're going to take a look here from a speech uh, from michelle obama um let's just watch this speech real quick i just want to i just want to play this
5: uh, play this one out real quick and thrown into cages and pepper spray and rubber bullets are used on peaceful protesters for a photo op Sadly, this is the America that is on display for the next generation.
0: Hi, my name is Aline, and I'm
1: All right, so sorry about that. These videos just are queued up, and they just rapid fire. So she goes on to talk about – first off, I just want to point out this video was a pretty big deal because you could have picked a lot of different things from Michelle Obama's DNC speech to talk about um but that that particular quote stuck out not only to myself but a lot of others because in fact the uh, associated press had released a fact checking memo on her statement um we're going to actually take a look at that real quick i want you guys to uh see that let me see if i can bring it up there we go hopefully you guys can read that there but let's take a look here so it says the facts okay All right, so excuse me. I got sidetracked here. Hopefully my mic volume is a little low. I just got a message saying the audio was a little low, so I'll try to speak up for you guys. But anyhow, uh, so this here says the facts. The reference to cages is misleading in a matter that the Democrats have persistently distorted. Trump used facilities that were built during the Obama and Biden administration to house children at the border. They are chain link enclosures inside border facilities where migrants were temporarily temporarily housed and separated by sex and age. So men with the men, women with the women, kids and so on. But what is interesting to see about this is that, you know, she failed to mention that these cages that, you know, Trump is allegedly ripping these families apart and was built during the Obama administration. And you know, this is this is fact, you know, it's from this is a fact check from from the AP, you know, and at the height, it said, goes on. It says at the height of the controversy over Trump's zero tolerance policy at the border, photos that circulated online of children in the enclosures generated great anger. But those photos that were taken by the Associated Press were taken in 2014 and depicted some of the thousands and uncompanied children held by President Barack Obama. When the fact came to light, some Democrats and activists who had retweeted the photos have actually deleted those tweets now because they found out that, oh, snap, oh, this was during Obama. These photos are from 2014. So you kind of see the hypocrisy going here. I mean – Anyway, we'll keep reading. But it says, prominent Democrats have continued to cite cages for children as distinctive cruelty of Trump. The former first lady was correct, however, in addressing the removal of children from parents at the border. The Obama administration separated migrant children from families under certain limited circumstances, uh, like when the child's safety appeared at risk when the parent had some serious criminal history. So it's kind of interesting to see you know she left that part all out you know and just made up so it's hard to trust some of these individuals when they're when they're talking like this you know if you'd like to check out that fact check by a p news the link is down in the description check that out for yourself, but you know that's just kind of interesting to see there that you know they they leave that part out um but we're going to take a look at another story here. Now, this one's a little bit controversial, but we got a woman here who wants to tell everybody about her white privilege, and quite frankly, this woman's a racist in my eyes, um, but we'll watch the video, see what you guys think.
0: Hi, my name is Aline, and I have white privilege. You oh, don't really? Your daddy is brown. Do you really? You sure? Should-
1: the thrift shops you
0: see in the past i never would have admitted that i have white privilege because
1: you see how they white privilege she's just like making it a statement like oh she's so blessed to have this so-called white privilege we'll keep watching though i mean this woman's really racist you'll see what i'm talking about we'll watch this now she's talking about her white privilege and you can tell that this virtue signaling white woman uh is quite a problem she's got the mask around the neck she's doing she's got all the things going for her here she's got it all we'll keep watching though
0: i didn't truly understand what it meant let me take you on a little trip back in time growing up when people said white people have privilege I'd get mad. How can all white people be privileged? My parents could be drug addicts. (laughs) That's the worst racism if I ever did hear it! Yes, I would actually say that. And as for myself, I didn't believe I could be privileged because I sure didn't feel privileged. And that's exactly the point. We don't notice our privilege because we're used to having it. Privilege does not mean you get a magic bonus every year. But it does mean we did kind of get a magic bonus when
1: we were born. So you can't, I mean. This is hard for me to watch. Some of you guys may not see it the same way, but she's got this music playing in the background. She's trying to paint this this image of what white privilege is and all of this stuff. She and she even goes to say, "Oh, when you got a, a magical bonus when you're born." I mean, this girl's really racist, and we, we're just scratching the surface. This is just leading up to the video, but we're going to keep watching it. And I'm going to tell you guys why, why why she's racist.
0: Let me explain. Imagine a black baby and a white baby are born in the same hospital at the same time with the same family type and income. But there is one difference. The white baby is given the invisible
1: bonus. It's sex. You'll notice it at first in small ways. I mean, I feel like I'm watching a white supremacist video. She's talking about how great it is to be white. You know, she's saying, oh, it's wonderful. You get a bonus and you're privileged, and, you know, going above and beyond to paint this depiction of how wonderful and glamorous it is to be white. We're going to keep watching here because I want to get to a few more things. I know I keep pausing it and kind of going on these little tangents. But let's just take a look here.
0: On TV, the white child sees mostly people that look like them. At the store, they see products that match their skin. And even at job interviews, they are hired by people who look like them.
1: I don't know what she's talking about. What is she saying? Black people aren't in management? Is that what she's saying? I mean, I've been hired by African-Americans, you know, I've had, I just don't understand this. We can keep on watching though. The rest of these two babies' lives, even
0: though they are virtually the same, they will be treated differently.
1: Whether people realize it differently because of people like her. These, this, people like her is the reason that they'll be treated differently. Let's keep watching it, though. It or not.
0: An experiment was done in Australia with thousands of people. In the experiment, they had white people and black people pretend they forgot their bus money to see who the drivers would let on the bus. The results? 72% of white people were allowed to stay on the bus without paying. But only 36% of black people were extended the same kindness that is half and the only difference was their skin color
1: so this is where it gets really interesting guys i want you i've got i've got to pull this up hold on i think i have it right here all right so before i pull this this image up she says the only difference was their skin color okay that's the only difference but i actually have the study in front of me so let's take a look at it let's see if I actually have it so it says white testers I actually found this Australian bus, uh, bus study I went and looked it up and I, I wanted to see exactly what was going on here but it says white testers were accepted during 72 percent of the interactions versus only 30 percent 36 percent for black testers now that just stop right there for a second that her statement was that only black and white people were tested But no, that's not true. The study actually goes on further. It says Indian testers were let on 51% of the time. And Asian testers, mainly Chinese, were let on 73% of the time. That's 1% more than white people. (laughs) I don't – so her her number – she's already kind of been in the truth here. You can kind of see what's going on. This is a, a woman going for clout, a woman virtue signaling. With racist rhetoric in my opinion, but we're going to keep on reading. It says favors were more likely to be granted when the bus driver and the tester were all of the same ethnicity. So blacks were more likely to let on black folk, white folk, or let on the, let on let on other white folk. I'm assuming is that what they're saying. And when there were fewer people in the bus. So there's another reason. So if there was fewer people on the bus, they would allow – I think that's something she left out. So, if a black guy tried to get on a bus when it was full, packed, full of people, well, maybe they're going to say, hey, bud, you know, I'm sorry you're not able to get on the bus right now. You know, it's kind of packed. We got a few more stops, a few people, I'm sure, are getting on. We can't let you on. So, that's another issue with this study that she's referring to here. Um, but she goes on and said that patriotic appearance also mattered in these testers. People wearing army uniforms were accepted at a rate of 97%. So if you were an African male uh, or a female in uh, army uniform or some kind of patriotic appearance, you were let on, which I think is great. You know, you should take care of you know our veterans. Um but anyway, she go it goes on to say if they were white in seventy seven if they were black. Okay, so there was a slight decrease there, I guess, if if they had a, a patriotic wear on. But it says status appearance also mattered in that black passengers in business attire were just as likely to be favored as casually dressed white men. So if you had on decent clothes, you were more likely to be left on. So that's another thing that we left out. What you don't get to see is if a woman – these, these uh, she says, oh, the only difference was their skin color. She says that's the only difference was their skin color. Well, if that were true, first off, we already know that that's not true based upon what we've read. But it doesn't say well were it men or women that were getting on. We kind of see a mix here. I mean, as a gentleman, whether you're uh, black or white, um, I'm gonna probably let a woman on more so than a man. Uh, that's just out of you know to protect the women. You never know. You I never want to see a woman be put in a bad situation or anything like that. I feel compelled to help in that situation. Also, like you said, if they were dressed so nicely, conducted themselves, say, "Hey, sir, you know, I'm sorry, I'm out of funds. I'm not. Uh, I'm not able to get on the bus, uh, or I don't have the funds to get on the bus." You know, they were more prob were they likely to be let on versus a guy who said, "Yeah, I ain't got no money. Let me on the bus." How were the interactions? That's a lot of the stuff that we don't get to see here in this so-called study. Now it says, when the bus drivers were confronted with hypothetical situation of granting a free ride using photos taken of real testers, 86% responded they would let on the black passengers more than double the actual number accepted, indicating dishonest self-reporting on this topic, which I don't even know how that's possible. I'm not saying that they didn't really do that, but if they're showing these photos of these alleged testers, wouldn't they have already seen them? I mean, and been like... I don't know that. Maybe you can see the hypocrisy in that, but you can already see that this girl, her, she cited this study that is. I don't even have the full context. I was just able to pull out this little snippet from the study, so it's just kind of interesting to see. But we're gonna keep on watching uh, her 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 little video here.
0: That doesn't mean the bus drivers were racist. It just means we all have this white privilege, whether we realize it or not the best thing we can do of course is to acknowledge that this is the reality if we can't admit that this is happening then it will never change the thing is i think a lot of us struggle with accepting white privilege because we think if we admit we have it it takes something
1: away from us it makes our accomplishments less impressive no i see and this is where she gets gets it backwards it's not that it takes away anything You're taken away from other people. I don't see color. Most people don't see color. Um, You know, I mean, I see. When I say I don't see color, the only race is the human race. Okay, that's the only race in in this world. You know, obviously there's going to be melatonin differences, but the only race is the human race. And for her to go out of her way to say somehow she i feel like she's creating this thing that black people are less than or or or, or no no or, or it's just, i don't you can kind of get it i just, it's just it, it just mind boggles me it just frustrates me that you know she's she's doing this and it comes across racist to me i feel like this woman is racist
0: it means we aren't special but It doesn't. It just means that right now in history, the world we live in is designed for us. It is designed for people with white skin. I want to share with you a personal story. I struggled for a long time with accepting that I have white privilege. And once I did, my whole family did not accept it for years i lost hope that they ever would then i logged
1: into my facebook yesterday i mean i'm not i don't even want to i don't even want to watch the rest of this i'm just so fed up with this chick oh my god she and just to, i'll just tell you a little bit what, what she says she goes on to basically say how she got her family to admit that their their you know white privilege exists and all of this stuff i mean it's just bizarro to me i I just can't get behind it. You know, I just feel like this whole thing is racist. This whole video is Brothers wrong. and Sisters of Color. There you saw the mom there. So, it's just I don't know. What's your guys thought on that on it? Maybe you can comment in the in the in the chat what you think. Um but we're going to move on here. We're going to move into our last story of the night because, as you all know, the RNC Republic, uh, Republican National Convention kicks off today in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, tonight's headliners, uh, headlining speakers uh, for the RNC include Senator Tim Scott and former United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley, um, with a bunch more coming up later this week. But uh, it's kind of interesting because I want to sh- point out who tonight's speakers are, uh, which is Charlie Kirk, who is founder of Turning Point USA. It's, he's a, an organization for young uh, conservatives. Um, so I'm going to bring – let's see if I got a little photo there. There we go. Uh, terrible photo there. But also uh, speaking is uh, Kim Klasik now kim klasic is a gop candidate running uh in maryland uh which is a blue state uh she's running in the congressional district who recently and she actually recently released a viral campaign uh this video is great you guys i'm actually i'm gonna play this clip i want everybody to see it i'm sure most people have already seen it but i want to just give her the kind of recognition she deserves on this because she's saying a lot of things that most people aren't saying um so we're going to take a look at this video here of Kim Klesik's, uh ad. Let's see here if I can get it to pull up.
4: Do you care about black lives? The people that run Baltimore don't. I can prove it. Walk with me. They don't want you to see this. I'm Kim Klasik. This is Baltimore. The real Baltimore. This is the reality for black people every single day crumbling infrastructure, abandoned homes, poverty, and crime. Baltimore has been run by the Democrat Party for 53 years. What is the result of their decades of leadership? Baltimore is one of the top five most dangerous cities in America. The murder rate in Baltimore is 10 times the U.S. average. The Baltimore poverty rate is over 20% homicide drug and alcohol deaths are skyrocketing in our city do you believe black lives matter I do. the vast majority of crime in baltimore is perpetrated against black people who make up sixty percent of the population so why don't we care about our community the democrat party have betrayed the black people of baltimore if the politicians walk the streets like i do they would see exactly how their policies and corruption affects us if they don't want to see it they don't want you to see this go to any baltimore neighborhood and ask this question do you want to defund the police
5: no no absolutely not
3: i had three sons killed in baltimore city and i think if we defund the police office going to be worse than that so no i'm opposed to that
5: what are you going to defund the police for why how do you defend your city your community families are losing people
4: It's not just Baltimore. The worst place for a black person to live in America is a Democrat-controlled city. It's 2020. Name a blue city where black people's lives have gotten better. Try, I'll wait. Look at this. How are children supposed to live here and play here? Democrats think black people are stupid. They think they can control us forever. That we won't demand better and that we'll keep voting for them forever, despite what they've done to our families and our communities. Are they right? I'm Kim Klasek and I'm running for Congress because I actually care about black lives. All black lives matter. Our communities matter. Baltimore matters. And black people don't have to vote Democrat.
1: So there's Kim Klasek, if you aren't familiar with her. I mean, I think that was a great message. I highly doubt she's going to win unfortunately as much as I'd love for her to win that congressional seat I just don't see that happening in the deep blue state of Maryland but it's possible uh if I lived there you know I'd certainly be voting for her uh, she'd definitely get my vote but maybe we'll see I mean she had a powerful ad and maybe people notice and maybe they're time- ready for a change down uh, over there in Baltimore um, but also on tonight's speaking list for the RNC, so first we had Charlie Kirk, we got Kim Klasek, um and also, this one is shocking to me, okay, I don't know if you guys know this, you know who else is scheduled to speak tonight? Oh my gosh, you guys gotta see these folks. Alright, let me pull it up here, I don't know if I can pull it in, uh... Okay, oh, there you go. I don't know if you can see. I'll have to pull the photo up. So the McCloskeys. Sorry for all the white there. I didn't. Have, I didn't fully finish editing these photos up. But you see the McCloskeys there, who uh, apparently are facing felony charges for uh, trying to protect their homes. You know, pointing, uh, pulling guns out uh, to protect their house uh, in their home in their residence during a uh, uh, alleged peaceful protest that was moving along through their neighborhood. Um, so they're scheduled to talk during the RNC. I'm not sure what they have to offer, but I'm I'm interested to see what they have to say. It's kind of it's kind of weird, but anyway. Um, later on down the week, let me remove these photos here. So later on down the week, we're going to see some of these other people speak. Um, some people made the joke that it looks like a Trump family reunion <laughs> up there, ready for everybody to speak. Um, but the most interesting one to me. That people – and it was actually trending on Twitter was Tiffany Trump. She's the bottom right corner one there, the last one at the bottom right. Tiffany Trump is actually going to be speaking – uh, during the RNC and I'm kind of interested a lot of people are saying what could she possibly have to offer he doesn't even talk about her or she's not even you know one in the spotlight you know but what I think people fail to realize with this one I think this is kind of a strategic play um, Tiffany Trump if you've been to her Instagram or you've been to some of her social media she's got a huge following huge following so I think it's kind of just a marketing play a little bit and maybe she's got some insightful stuff to say about her father and uh, kind of You know, hear from what she has to say. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what we hear from Tiffany Trump. But that's a, you see the picture over there over my shoulder of all the speakers who uh, supposedly lined up to talk um but i think that just about does it for tonight's episode um if you'd like to watch the rnc i believe it's going to be aired monday through thursday uh this week from 9 p.m to 11 p.m on like pbs cnn all the major channels i'm sure you'll find that um so if you want to check that out certainly do so um moving on though this that's going to be it for tonight's show i certainly appreciate everybody tuning in uh everybody on facebook uh and youtube it looks like we had a good showing on, on youtube so thanks for everybody who showed up also i uh, just want to do a quick giveaway this mug here um i want to give away one this is my mug i won't be giving this one away but this particular mug right here is going to go to a uh, special uh supporter of the show brian g um when i first started this show he's been supporting me since day one you know he's always intrigued he's always watching the video he's always offering um things he'd like to see cover he's very interactive with the show he's been a supporter since day one and one of the jokes he made uh when we first started he's like i want a k2 podcast mug so brian uh this mug has got your name on it buddy i'll get with you after the show and make sure that you get this mug um so With that being said, I hope you'll enjoy that, Brian. I certainly appreciate you uh, tuning into the show every week and being a supporter of the show. I certainly appreciate that. Um, But for everybody that's new here, please hit that thumbs up button, leave a comment, share this video with your friends. Friends, and most importantly, subscribe so that way you can be notified of every video that we do each week. Also, this week you can expect a K2 podcast snack break video. I'm working on that right now. Um, also, I want to bring up—I don't know that this is going to be 100%, but I may switch up the format of this show a little bit because I want to make it enjoyable as possible for you guys. And right now we're doing a live show. This is a live recording. It's—I don't know—it's it, easy to watch some. Do it and kind of point out all the things they're doing wrong and the things they could have said differently. But when you're live, it's just a total different feeling. There's no redos. There's no playbacks. There's no. A thought comes in, you you roll with it, you know. And I don't have a big production crew. It's just me, myself here. You you see me trying to switch through videos. You see me doing all this stuff. You know, it's a solo effort. Um, so it's a little tricky sometimes. So I'm thinking that I may switch up the style of the show to do like a pre-recorded segments. Um. I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, feel free to give me your thoughts and ideas. You know, I like the idea of a live show, but I want to make it as enjoyable and informative as possible. And I feel like I kind of dropped the ball a little bit on that aspect. So I don't know. Maybe you guys will have a different take. Maybe you can uh, let me know what you think. Uh, but certainly, I appreciate all of you that tune in every single week. Um, it means a lot to me. The show is definitely growing. I also don't want to. This is kind of interesting, but I don't want to. Uh, leave out my listeners on uh... itunes spotify anchor fm um, also got one on uh... i believe it's called Goldcast. i mean pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts my podcast is on and i feel like i leave those guys out sometimes by playing clips they can't see and all of that type of stuff so i want to really give them a big shout out as well for tuning into the show each week even though a lot of them can only just hear my voice they don't get to see the uh... the, the video um but that's gonna do it for tonight's show Uh, again please subscribe to the channel it's the best way you can uh support the channel right now and i certainly appreciate that i hope everybody enjoys their work week uh if you have any questions or need any help please reach out to me and uh thanks again to tori hoop on the mug she did a fantastic job take care and have a great night